time for us to get into our parenting feature conversation and we're looking at mom rage and we chat to our resident human potential and parenting expert about mom rage what is it how to alleviate it and whether actually we should be normalizing parents who have you know other feelings uh other than the ones that we are you know accept and so joined as always by resident parenting and human potential expert nikki bush nikki as always it's good to have you on the show good morning Thank you, Gogs, and good morning to all our listeners. So, when we talk about mom rage, I kind of have this image of the Hulk, Dr. Bruce Banner, when he, he gets into a fit of rage, he turns green, and he turns into this big, scary monster. Is that what we're talking about when we talk about mom rage, where parents <laughs> are, have a moment where they stop being Dr. Banner, and they, for a moment, turn into the Hulk? Yeah, so I was actually uh, reading one of the latest issues of You magazine and there was this article on mum rage and I thought let's talk about it because this is when mums kind of lose it and uh, go into a blinding hot rage and some mothers want to scream and rip rip open pillows and toss chairs and punch walls and it sounds really extreme. Mm. And it can be very extreme. In fact, motherhood is an extreme state of being. So... I'd just like to comfort our listeners by saying the moment a child is born, a mother is born too. She never existed before. The woman existed, but the mother never. A mother is something absolutely new. And I think this is something that most women are not aware of because just like with marriage, we have been sold such a fairy tale, you know, that when you get married, everything's going to be perfect. And we know that marriages are far from perfect. They're tough. They're difficult. You've got to work out how to be with someone. And becoming a mother, mother is something very similar. You actually have to give away the person you were before you became a mum and to as this expands, yes, with a whole lot more responsibilities, but you're also embracing a completely new life path that is going to take you in some very interesting and unpredictable directions. Mm-hmm. So I think that unpredictability and that feeling of being out of control is often at the root of mum rage and motherhood can bring out the best in you and it can bring out the worst in you Mm. because of course it can push you to your limits and there are different kinds of mothers you know there are some mothers who step into motherhood completely instinctive and they take it in their stride and there are a lot of women who step into motherhood and they're not quite so instinctive and motherhood seems to be a lot harder for them so you know not everything about motherhood is easy and there is a lot of hard work when it comes to motherhood so there is a lot of exhaustion and when mothers lose control and become incredibly reactive instead of responsive. A lot of the time, this is when they are short on sleep, when they're feeling very anxious, usually about themselves, 
because they're questioning whether they have the ability to do this. Because in a sense, with motherhood, you are thrown into the deep end. You can read as many books as you like. You can attend as many courses as you like, but nothing truly, truly uh, prepares you for the reality of the, the everyday demands. And today, Googs, most women are working women and mothers. So you come back from a stressful eight-hour working day, and then you've maybe got a 45-minute to an hour, hour and a half long commute, and then you face your children. And so for most mothers, it feels like this is the second job of the day. And it comes at you when you are so tired. And so you're not at your best in terms of being responsive. You actually become highly, highly reactive. So I think there are degrees of mum rage, um, you know, from mild irritation to complete, total and utter overwhelm and feeling out of control where you just feel you've hit a wall. Mm. I was reading a, a piece about, so a book was written by a mom herself. Um, her name is Mina Dubbin. She's a mother of two. Yes. And it started as an essay. Yes, yes. It started as an essay about the rage mothers don't talk about. Um, and suddenly, you know, it goes viral with people saying, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm feeling so seen by this. I've experienced this, but I didn't know how to articulate it. And, and she even says, I mostly felt like I was a, a bad mom and that my mm. anger was a personal problem. And it seems quite a big part of mom rage is this feeling of moms not being able to say, for instance, I'm angry, I am overwhelmed, I am tired, I am stressed out, whatever the feeling is, the full, because humans have the sure. full spectrum of feelings and experiences. But it seems as particularly with moms, you're not allowed to feel a lot of the things. You can't say or you're overwhelmed. Say, you're, you're there's no safe forum. Yeah. So, so you, what, when I read that article, it, it really um, resonated for me because what happens is that with human beings, particularly in the digital social media age, we put on such a front that things are fine and perfect and they look exactly like we think they should look. Like, you know, I, I say to parents all the time, Facebook lies, social media lies. The pictures people post on social media are not the reality. Those are the pictures that they would put into a photo album. So if you had to print out your top 100 pictures of family life this year from the 5,000 or more that are on your cell phone, which pictures would you print out? And I asked this question of mothers. Which pictures would you print out? And they would print out all the pretty pictures where the children are clean and the children are dressed in their best and everyone's smiling. <laughs> and you know what? Those are just the, those are minor moments in a day or in a month or in a year of parenting. Most moments do not look like that. They are messy. They are dirty. They are full of, of anxiety. And I often say that parenting is bloody messy, a huge leap of faith. Not, uh, you know, it's not, not bloody as in children are full of blood because you've whacked them over the head. It's tough. Um, but, but <laughs> it's a it's tough, tough business. In the trenches. It's tough in the trenches. So what we have is 
you know, parents going to mums and babes and mums and tots and, you know, doing all the things that they should do, gathering with other parents and pretending that they feel okay when they actually feel like crap. Um, because so much of the time they are exhausted, absolutely exhausted. So, so what happens is, when you become a mum and your whole life is turned upside down for all the good and the bad reasons that we've already mentioned, you actually go through grief. And you and I had a cup of tea the other day and we were discussing how you have to give away the old picture and embrace the new picture. And I think so much of motherhood is so unexpected um, that when you are hit by it, if you don't embrace this new way of living with chaos and unpredictability, because children are not robots. They are not as uh, controllable as you think. You can bring control and sanity into your life with a good rhythm and a good routine, things like that. But it's a dance. And sometimes the tempo of this dance goes right up to a tango or a, or a fast Foxtrot, and sometimes it slows right down to a slow waltz. And this can all happen in the course of one day. You know, even in one hour, things can change. So we have to acknowledge that life has changed. If you become a mum and you keep trying to live the old life, I promise you, you will have mum rage. I promise. So we do need to give away that old picture, embrace the new picture, and then deal with the feelings of guilt and shame that maybe we're not getting it right like the magazines say and the picture-perfect mum should be doing it this way. And we have to start accommodating these feelings of being out of control. In fact, for many mums going to work is easier than being at, being at home with their children mm. because at work there's a modicum of control, you can kind of expect what's going to happen. When you're with your children, there's, there are elements that are completely out of your control, and mm. that's what a lot of mums don't like about, about parenting, is that lack of, of control. We also need to think about postpartum depression, because if you do have postpartum depression, that's also something people don't talk about, and they don't go to their doctor and they don't get diagnosed. Mm. And that, can, that makes you feel completely um, out of your depth and, um, you know, really, really, you know, like you're 10 feet underground and underwater and you're really, really battling. So a lot of this is about conversation. It's about communication. It's about talking to your partner. It's about, Dad, if you're listening, this is a very real thing. Women have huge hormonal fluctuations in the first year of becoming parents because you're technically pregnant for 18 months, nine months of real pregnancy and nine months post-pregnancy where your body is coming back into a different place of normality. But if you're breastfeeding and all of those things, your hormones are going to fluctuate. And I think that the degree of fluctuation we completely underestimate. And we live in an era where we don't necessarily live close to our own mothers or our own grandmothers. And this nuclear family 
is not an easy place to be when you are bringing a new child into the world because when you're tired, you actually need somebody you trust to be able to call and say, I need to sleep. Please, can you come and be here for a couple of hours before I murder my baby? And that's not, uh, you know, it's just a feeling that you might do harm. The chances that you are going to is very, very remote. Mm. But it's just having that safety net that you can lean into when you are feeling completely, completely overwhelmed. And overwhelm comes with the turf. I mean, I can read you something here that I wrote many years ago just to say that I'm a very normal mother. Yes, there are also more lines on my face, and I have earned every one of them. The frown lines from worry as well as the, as well as the smile lines from all the happiness that motherhood has brought me. There is a sense of joy and pride that makes me feel like my heart might actually burst sometimes. And then there is the overload and overwhelm that hits from time to time as the demands on and concerns of a mother threaten to overwhelm and drown me. If you are a mum, you will have experienced these extremes. It comes with the turf, no matter how young or old your children are. And I wrote that paragraph in, let me actually see, I think my kids were in, in um, high school. Mm. And so it also sounds as if there's this, you know, last week we were speaking about suicide hour and the very difficult time of the day where parents, they themselves aren't, have very little resources. It's been a long day. Um, you know, they are hungry, tired. They want to be seen as well because parents have those very same needs mm. that their kids have. Their kids are feeling that way. They are hungry, they are tired, they are thirsty. They want to be seen by their parents. And so it almost feels as if um, for some parents, that kind of suicide hour doesn't end. It kind of, you, mm. you are in that place for a very, very long time. Um, but also with very little support because support seems to be a big thing. Um, mm. particularly, you know, w- once you start working again or while you're still recovering because the delivery of a baby is such a big thing. And even after the child, you know, is not an infant anymore, childcare is such a demanding thing. And so just the idea that even once the baby's here, there, it isn't just those moments that you see for parents that are difficult. There are other moments. Um, you know, you might see the rage in the parking lot, uh, you know, at the shops, but actually maybe it is about this particular parent hasn't slept in a week. And so that's yep. one of the things. And so parents also needing to be quite aware of what's happening with them to go, do you know what? I think what's happening is I'm having a rage because I haven't slept. I myself, you know, perhaps I am hungry or thirsty or actually it's something yeah. a little bit more serious and I need to see a doctor because yeah. I felt Maybe like this. Yeah, hormones are completely out of balance. Yeah, I felt like this you know? for months now. Um, so yeah. parents also needing, in addition to everything else, kind of checking in with themselves. So they also have, completely. I guess, a so few of the ranges. What you're talking about. Self-awareness is a huge thing. And, and having somebody to talk to, to be real with, you know, that you don't have to go to the mother's group and pretend it's all fine. You need somebody who you can talk to, who you can actually let it all out with. And sometimes what mothers need is just a good old cry, you know, and after that good old cry and somebody just gives you a massive hug and that knowing that there's somebody you can pick up a phone to when you feel like this um, and, and, and vent with, Sometimes that's all you need and then you can go back and be a nice mum. The other thing is that tiredness thing is to, to actually train your family. 
that you're a much nicer mum if you can close your door and have a half an hour by yourself. Now, I trained my family um, like that. And on the two days a week when I had domestic help, that's what I would do. I would say, right, this is my half hour. I'm closing my door. All of you are going to go away and I'll be nicer when you come back. Um, and, and my domestic helper would take them for a walk and go and feed the ducks or something, you know. And it's knowing that you have a friend or a mother or domestic help or, 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 or dad to take the children away because mothers do need alone time. I mean, what one mum said to me the other day was so classic. She said, I come home from work and my kids just want me and all I need is a pee. <laughs> and she said, that's, I just need two minutes to go to the loo by myself mm. and then I'll be a nice mother. And it's kind of around boundaries, saying it as it is. This is what I need. So the person who's closest to mum is usually the dad or the partner, the other mum, or maybe it's live-in granny. Um, you know, we all need to share the chores. Uh, somebody needs to cook dinner. Maybe it can't be mum every night. Um, and if you are parenting in tandem, if there is a partner, oh, mums still do 60 to 80% of everything. So be part of the scheduling. Be part of the communication team. Um, don't be the third child, please. Mothers do not need another child on their hands. Mm. So if you are the other partner, please grow up and show up. I think that's really important. And so if we're looking for resources on how to deal with this issue, I guess, of mom rage or even supporting moms, because I think that's kind of at the core of, you know, mothers, parents, primary caregivers feeling immensely overwhelmed, but also not having the space to d discuss that or even just be honest about the fact that I'm not having a good time right now. Um, yeah, and it's, it's making me completely miserable. Are there any uh, resources for parents or even partners sure. looking to support their partners going through this? Yeah, I think go and Google mum rage and you'll discover there's more out there than you thought. It's a real thing. Mm. And you do need to get support. There are mum support groups and you need to just develop a be real attitude with some of your mates, some of your friends. Um, and you can go and visit uh, NikkiBush.com and just punch in Mother's Day into the search window and go and have a look at all the things that I've written about motherhood. We need to be really balanced about our expectations of motherhood and how we show up. You can also come and join me on Facebook at uh, Parenting Matters. Nikki, as always, great to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you, Gogs. That's our resident parenting and human potential expert, Nikki Bush. If there's a topic you'd like for us to discuss in our parenting conversations, you can send it to us via WhatsApp on 072 or send me an email. It's gogs at 